This is the SB Live Washington podcast, your conversation about high school sports and the people who play them across the Evergreen State. I'm Andy Bueller, reporter with SB Live, and with me is my partner in crime, hailing from Tacoma. He's the pride of Tacoma, the pride of Ocean Shores, and the pride of this podcast, as well as SB Live at large. Todd Millis, man, it's been a couple months since we've jumped on this mic, uh, but it's great to be back here now that we've wrapped the uh, basketball seasons. Yeah, it's sort of been a podcast and hibernation. Uh, didn't get a chance to talk a whole lot of basketball um, at all, you know, at all. After talking a lot about football and and all those great stories that happened in the fall, Andy, and then obviously Graham Kapowson winning in Vegas and. Yeah, I just uh, you know our interest had to it went elsewhere, but I'm glad we're back on the mic talking about some uh, some of the great things that happened in the winter. Well, it was a really really fun season, a busy season, lots lots of going on across the state, across all classifications. We're going to touch on all of it. I think this is a really fitting time for you and I to jump back on the mic, Todd, because. We've got our all-state teams dropping, um, and these are essentially the culmination of the entire season uh, of of you and I going out to games uh, across the state, reaching every corner, uh, talking to coaches, uh, covering these athletes, and and really diving into to a sport that you and I both really love to cover as reporters. Um, but yeah, you're right. This is the last time, or this is the first time we've recorded since. Uh, you got back from Las Vegas to cover uh, Graham Kapowson in that Geico Bowl series. Of course, a great upset over nationally ranked Collins Hill. Graham Kapowson ends the year in football nationally ranked. And uh, we saw some of those uh, similar players uh, and a lot of players we talked, we covered in the football season uh, do very similarly awesome things in the basketball season here. Um, We'll see. Uh, maybe you and I will need to jump back on the mic. Uh, I know Auburn got invited, a 3A boys state basketball champ, to a new national tournament for state champions in Florida uh, in early April. We'll see if they can create some similar magic that, uh, that GK did in the fall on national TV. That'll be on ESPN, too. So, Todd, we're talking girls basketball here. We're talking all state teams. We've got... Two all-classification all-state teams. That's five girls on each team, the first and the second team. We've got an all-class state player of the year, an all-class coach of the year, and then two all-state teams for each of Washington's six WIAA classifications. Let's just jump into it right from the top. Your all-class state player of the year. Who is it? Yeah, Andy, if you'd have, asked, if you'd have told me this would have been my... Um, MVP, uh, All-State MVP heading into the season. I, I would have believed you a little bit. Tatum Thompson from Woodenville, six foot one guard forward, plays a lot on the wing, but plays inside going to Boise State. This is a young lady that I, y- y- you kind of heard a little bit about in the 1920 season when they went to the championship, lost to Central Valley. Mia Hughes, Veronica Sheffy was the point guard on that team. But this was always the player that people said, watch out. Watch, watch her growth in the offseason. I think what they meant was her game because she can do so many things. She can play. If, if you had to, she could, you could, she could probably play all five positions if you needed her to. She's more of a natural 2-3. Um, she'll probably play the off guard at, at Boise State. But this was, this was a player that people kept talking about. Uh, a lot of it had to do with her athleticism. She's very bouncy, um, springy. And then... Lo and behold, during the COVID season, um, she had a, she had a growth spurt and, and got to six one. 
and really, really exploded as a, in her senior season. Kind of reminded me a little bit uh, when I was at the Tribune of Malachi Flynn, who's now in the NBA with the Toronto Raptors. Went yeah, through I a like big that comp. Bird. It's a good one. Yeah, and, and as a senior, just really kind of dominated the state. And, and Tatum Thompson was, you know, paired with Veronica Sheffy. Uh, they were a real formidable, formidable pair at Woodenville. Lost the first game of the season, then ran the table and went on to win uh, the state championship for the first time in school history, beating Sumner in a, in a really good final. Uh, Tatum Thompson, well-deserved. A lot of good candidates, but um, uh, picked her, and then lo and behold, found out that she was also the, uh, the Coaches Association Miss Washington or Miss Basketball for Washington. So, uh, you know, I think a few more uh, people were paying attention as her really big seasons, uh, you know, unfolded. Uh, late into uh, February and early March. No question. Uh, I was in the dome for that run, primarily on the boys' court, but really loved on that last day uh, when you get the chance to, they space out the games uh, across one court, so people who stay there for the whole day get to watch all the the trophy games, the title games uh, on one court, and actually get to take them all in uh, individually. And that was a phenomenal state championship game, Todd. And just the way that 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 dome all week just buzzed around that Woodenville team. I I just remember walking kind of back and forth on press row and hearing people that maybe were kind of jetting in and and didn't cover Woodenville or or were there in kind of different capacities just go, who is that? Who is that Tatum Thompson? You know, And, and especially after being there two years ago, I mean, the heartbreak of having you know, of losing on that stage as a sophomore and, and her and Veronica Sheffy, as you said, going through a global pandemic that basically rid them of a meaningful junior season and then getting the opportunity to do it. You got one shot uh, and they really made the most of it. So it makes a lot of sense uh, to me that this is your pick, Todd, for coach of the year. This is a team that uh, is very familiar with this stage in the last couple of years, a team that I think some might have not expected to finish where they did. Um, why don't you tell us who your all-class coach of the year is? Yeah, we're going to stay in the Kinko, just a different classification, Andy. And a guy that was mentioned um, by coaches in different classifications uh, after the season, really uh, sort of, they sort of marveled at uh, getting his team on another run to a state championship game. That's Jeff Wilson at Lake Washington. Now, I, you know, Lake, Lake Washington was the team, the surprise team and, in the state finals in 2019, 2020, had, had played Garfield a few times. Um, Eastside Catholic, you know, those were the two top teams that everybody was talking about. Um, but got hot at the right time, had a really good point guard who, who was on this year's team, Rosa Smith, uh, as a sophomore back then and, and upset Eastside Catholic in the state tournament, got to the championship game. Um, you know, it was it was, it was a, it was a pretty dominant Garfield performance, but people said, Hey, you know, great job, Jeff Wilson, great job, Lake Washington, you know, but to do this two years later, Andy, for this team with a much different cast. Yes. Rosa Smith was back. She's fantastic. Uh, Elise Hani, the six foot four volleyball recruit at the university of Washington uh, was back, but really those were the two meaningful seniors. He, he, he had to find, a way to sort of integrate the experience with seven new, uh, essentially seven new um, players in the rotation. And it took a while. Uh, you know, they were, they were predominantly uh, a three-point shooting team early in the year, um, had some, some, some really cold shooting stretches. 
and the one thing that Jeff did during the season was said, Hey, we're going to, we're going to change things up here. Um, we're going to, we're going to try and play a little more inside out uh, and get Elise Hani some touches, even though she wasn't known as an offensive threat, but played that style of basketball. And it, and it really kind of loosened some things up for their, for their young shooters to, to make shots at crucial times. And lo and behold, Andy, the Kangs uh, got hot again at the right time and went all the way to the state championship game and really gave Garfield their best game of the year. Um, could have easily won that championship game, but uh, what a fantastic run by this program, a program that before, before Jeff got there in 2017 and 2018 was really struggling in the uh, 2A, 3A Kinko at that time, which was, which was really kind of ran by Bellevue. Um, but for, the, for him to get in there and, and, and establish a new culture and get that thing turned around, it's a, it's, it's a remarkable job by Jeff and his staff. And I don't see this run uh, ending anytime soon. They've got a lot of good pieces coming back next year and for uh, the next few years. Well, it's, it's just an exciting brand of basketball, too. And what a phenomenal state championship game. Uh, I was had just wrapped on uh, doing all my postgame interviews for the Auburn um, Rainier Beach 3A boys state title game. And uh, we kind of I, I kind of tried to find a quiet spot on the second row of media road to write my story. And every time the crowd would explode while the, the 3A game was happening right in front of me, I'm going, okay, let me take the earbuds out and, and let's, let's, let's catch up on what's happening. Lake Washington had that game. <laughs> they were nursing a late lead. And I looked up and went, well, good, you know, good for Jeff Wilson and, and this Lake, Ro- or Lake Washington team with like just over a minute left. Sure enough, I looked down, looked back up. The final horn sounds and Garfield is running in celebration on the court. So however that transpired, it was just a terrific game. Uh, They got close. I can't imagine, you know, when you keep knocking on that door, Todd, eventually it's going to open. Yeah, they're going to be in the hunt. I mean, Garfield's not going away either, Andy. Um, There's there's a couple other teams around the state, a good uh, Hermiston team with a lot of ninth graders. That'll be factors here. But this Lake Washington team, if they can get some stability at point guard with Rosa Smith graduating, uh, this is a team that I expect to to really be in the mix uh, moving forward for the next two, three years. All right, let's just run down uh, the All-State first team, uh, all-classification, and then the All-State second team, all-classification. I'm going to list off the names, one through five, Todd. Um, Please interject with one or two players that we haven't discussed uh, that that you'd love to uh, give a note on, because there's, I know, plenty to talk about. So starting with the first team, you have Allie Deaver of Sumner at the forward spot. you got Kira Gardner of Raymond. Washington State commit at the 2B level. Uh, guard, you have Malia Samuels, a junior guard from Garfield, formerly Eastside Catholic. Veronica Sheffy of Woodenville, another guard, uh, senior, a part of that duo uh, at Woodenville. Rosa Smith uh, of Lake Washington rounding out that first team with the fifth spot. Uh, any of those uh, five players uh, you want to particularly uh, pay more attention to? Yeah, Allison Deaver. I mean, this is a remarkable story. Somebody that came back from uh, serious knee injuries that robbed her of half of her high school career did come back last year. Um, you know, the, the goal obviously was to get her through the abbreviated season um, healthy uh, playing alongside her sister, Caitlin this year, she, the two, the way those two operated together, um, you know, we talk about, you know, the two guards at Garfield, uh, you know, Katie Fiso and, and, uh, and Malia Samuels and the two Woodenville girls, these two sisters, as a front court tandem, um, were as tough a matchup for anybody around the state um, all season. And and Allison Deaver, uh, it was great to see her healthy. Twenty four and a half points per game, ten rebounds. She was a walking double double. But more importantly, 
uh, you know, her, her ability to run up and down the court, get shots off quickly. And if she missed them to get the rebound and put things back, I mean, she was, she was just dynamite for that Spartans team that went all the way to the state championship game for the first time in school history and nearly, nearly won that 4A title. Uh, Kira Gardner, Raymond, to uh, be um, state player of the year, the Gatorade state player of the year, going to Washington State University. Uh, I mean, she's poetry in motion. She has as, she's as good an athlete, especially in elevation, uh, as I've seen. Uh, her mid-range game is second to none. Um, it's, it's, I mean, she's 6'1". And when she elevates to shoot, I mean, I don't care if you're six, seven, you're not blocking it. Um, led that Raymond team to the state playoffs, um, a team that was a little light as a collective group, but I mean, she was always um, going to carry that banner, had a fantastic senior year, Gatorade state play of the year. She averaged 26.7 points a game, nine and a half rebounds, seven steals, almost 2000 points uh, in her career in, uh, you know, basically three and a half years, a, a really fantastic career. And then you mentioned Malia Samuels at Garfield. I, I, I've mentioned this before. You know, she was at Eastside Catholic two years ago as a ninth grader Metro League Player of the Year. They, they fell a little short in the tournament. And uh, I could hear the collective groan around the state, Andy, when she decided that she wanted to go to Garfield and, uh, and play for the, uh, for the Mighty Purple and teaming up with, with Katie Feast. So they were, it's a dynamic group. I mean, you just can't press them. They're two nationally ranked point guards. Um, this year, Malia played a little more on the off, uh, off the ball, uh, was asked to do a little more scoring and, and lo and behold, she just, she did a fantastic job, even in that role. Um, uh, still, you know, six, almost six and a half assists a game, 16.5 points a game, 6.1 steals. I mean, they pressed everybody and, and, and got teams in trouble very early with their, with their trapping and their full court pressure. Um, it'll be very interesting to see where she ends up. I know it's going to be a very uh, very busy off season for her, both with the Greyhounds and then in the recruiting uh, on the recruiting trail. She will definitely be uh, one of the marquee names that we hear uh, moving forward over the next 12 months. Todd, I want to go back to Kira Gardner. Uh, I was able to see her play in the District 4 uh, 2B title game. They beat uh, a, a scrappy Chief Leshai team. Uh, great quote from, uh, from Raymond coach uh, Jason Kosky after that game. So Kira goes for 38 points, uh, leads them to uh, leads Raymond to its first district title since 91. And he said, <laughs> I just asked him, I'm going, you know, cause she's not a selfish player by any stretch, but it's just, you watch her on the floor and especially at the two B level, it's just so clear that she is not one, but maybe two, two pegs higher than just everybody else. And in terms of just everything she can do, there's just not really a hole to her game. Uh, and it's certainly not a black hole, shares the ball willingly. And so I, I kind of asked, uh, Kosky about just how he feels that out in the flow of a game, especially one uh, like a district title game that you need, you know, you, you really have to, you know, when winning is the bottom line. And, and he just said, quote, we always preach the team thing, but doggone it, she is really, really good. And you just got to let her do her thing. And, and it feels like, you know, she really carried that forward and, and gave uh, fans at the Spokane arena a show in that 2B state tournament. Um, I feel uh, really, really grateful to, to have watched a, a player like that play, um, obviously that extends to the rest of uh, those five as well. Yeah. We've talked about the small school classifications, you know, two years ago, it was one a with Haley Van Lith, mm-hmm. um, you know, Juliana Walker at Annie Wright. I mean, that was a really strong classification, uh, small school classification this year. That was the two B's were, were kind of that this year. Um, not only the, the Gatorade state player of the year, Kara Gardner, 
um, the 2B state tournament MVP. But you look at Asher Kyatt Colfax, she, uh, she's going to Central Washington. We've seen Tegan Colvin play, sophomore, one of the best recruits in the 2024 class. Um, Keanu Rios going to St. Martin's Division II. I mean, these are all players that are going to go play uh, on scholarship. And then, you know, you're going to, here's a name you're going to hear a lot about Lauren Matson and Bryn McCaughey, uh, sophomore Lauren Matson at Warren, freshman Bryn McCaughey at Colfax, two players that you might see even land at Division One Right now, Andy, the Class 2B ranks are full of really talented players. It's going to be a real talent-rich classification for the next few years. No question. Let's uh, jump real quick onto that second team and then get to a couple of just overarching uh, quick hitters before we get out of here. The All-State All-Classification second team. You got Katie Fiso of Garfield, a sophomore guard, familiar last name, ever heard of her? Uh, Natalie Fraley of Kelso, a senior guard. Dylan Phillip of Ellensburg, another senior guard. And uh, another senior guard, Libby Stump of Linden Christian. Uh, the Lynx, of course, bringing home that gold ball. Jenna Villa of Arlington, a junior. Uh, and she's she rounds out that second team. You know, Todd, it's really, really hard. Uh, and I can speak from experience on the boys' side. When pairing down... I mean, even paring down each classification to 11 players, two first and second, a first and second team and a state player of the year is very difficult. You and I spent hours and hours on the phone with one another, on the phone with coaches, pouring over each selection. But to narrow it down on this second team to just these top 10 players in the state uh, and their impact this season, uh, how did you approach that with this second team? And is there any one player on that second team that just jumps out at you? Yeah, Andy. I mean, I just looked at the contributions at, you know, the 2A and the 1As are represented. We had the 2B player of the year on our first team. Um, I mean, these are, these, are, these are players that made their marks convincingly in their separate classifications and are going to Division I schools. I mean, they check all the boxes. If you watch Libby Stump put up 35 points in the state championship game and you look at how, how well-rounded, how skilled she is, um, she could play and be good at, at in any classification for any team. I mean, she was she was uh, she had a really big summer um, with uh, with the Tree of Hope team. The top team uh, was kind of a surprise, and that's where she kind of got the ball rolling on her recruiting. But she, I mean, you talk to people in the Metro League and the Wesco, and you mentioned Libby Stump's name, and like, yeah, that girl can ball, and she can really play basketball. But you know, Katie Fisa, we talked about her. We, we're going to talk about her a lot over the next three years, probably the, the, the highest nationally ranked player in, in the state. Um, the one that I, I think people might, that tends to get overlooked is Natalie Fraley at Kelso. Um, probably the best player in Southwest Washington, a combo guard. She played point guard for Kelso, suffered a serious knee injury at the regional tournament, did not get to play in the Tacoma Dome with her team. I mean, she was a, I mean, they, they call her Nat Buckets down there. And 24.2 points a game, 10.4 rebounds, 5.8 steals, a lot like Kara Gardner, um, just a playmaker, uh, can take over a game. She's going to Utah State, um, you know, uh, had a really good career, maybe didn't get the credit that maybe she deserved when kind of grouped with um, these other great players. But um, wanted to give her a shout out. uh, And, you know, especially after the serious knee injury, I know she's got a long, uh, long road ahead before she heads off to college. Yeah, that's just, especially with the way that that injury came about late in the season, it's just everything that you hate to see uh, for an electric player like that. I got a chance to see her play in the Moda Center uh, where the Blazers play down in Portland like really early on. And <laughs> talk about another player that's just at a different level in every aspect of the game. So 
Todd, you covered a lot of games this year, Class 1B through 4A. What one game that you covered this year stands out that you saw live? You know, I saw 48 teams, covered 40 games of 48 teams that were in the playoffs. And I'm going to go to a playoff game. Yeah, we get it. Yeah, I know. I watch a lot of girls basketball, pat me on the back. I mean, you know, I want to see these teams. I want to be able to stand by my word with with what I see primarily with my own two eyes. The game that I saw that I, I remember the most is, is the championship game in 1A. And that was a, an overtime win, Lyndon Christian, Nooksack Valley. Nooksack Valley has Devin Coppinger, plays alongside Katie Fiso on that really good um, Tree of Hope team. She's going to be a force to be reckoned with over the next couple of years. But to watch Libby Stump not only um, convert a three-point play at the end of regulation to send that game into overtime in a game that the Lynx largely trailed and then to hit a, a, a game-winner with uh, you know a few seconds to go to win it, uh, plus the 35 points. It was her swan song performance before she heads off to college. It was a great, um, it was a great moment. You know that 1A girls court has produced um, two fantastic back-to-back state championship games. I, I joked with Brady Bomber at Linden Christian after the game. I said, "You guys keep produ- you guys keep getting in the state championship game and producing performances like this. I'll be there to watch." And and I was I was real fortunate to be able to watch that particular. Uh, game to close out the season man there's just something we say this every year but there's just something in the water up there at linden in linden uh or or some sort of you know when every kid's born they get hand you know handed i think one coach texted me after the the both you had the the linden sweep for linden christian girls and boys yeah the linden boys bringing it home at 2a uh they called it like a like binky in a ball right at at birth just handed you know handed a, a a basketball so no question. Um, I really, really like that answer. I know you have a long list to choose from. Last question before we get out of here, Todd. The best player that did not play in the Tacoma Dome or the Yakima Sun Dome or the Spokane Arena. Who is the best player that just did not get the chance uh, that fans and, and high school sports fans across the state didn't get the chance to see on the biggest stage that, that was deserving of it and, and, w- and we would just would have loved to see there? Well, my trick answer would be Natalie Fraley. I mean, she was on crutches. She was in the Tacoma Dome. Unfortunately, she didn't get to play. But if I had to pick a player that didn't make it, um, it would be a tie. It would be to, uh, Hope Hassman at Tahoma. Uh, hopefully, she gets to uh, – she's the point guard at Tahoma uh, going to uh, Cal Poly. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, she will get uh, a final senior season to play in the Tacoma Dome. They're good enough to not only be there but to, to really contend for a 4A title. Um, and then Jasmine Stone at Annie Wright, um, you know, two years, you know, two years ago when Annie Wright made that run to the quarterfinals with Juliana Walker, she was out with a knee injury, um, obviously came back, uh, you know, when Juliana graduated, um, uh, no, take that back. She, she did play a little bit in the spring season. This was her year. It was her team. She's a fantastic uh, point guard, Andy, uh, you know, again, don't, don't pay attention to the one a, she could play for virtually any team with her skill set. going to Charleston. Um, unfortunate they, they got tripped up at the regional round by the center. Um, but, uh, a really talented player that, that, that probably deserved a little better ending to her career. That's just the tip of the iceberg for these All-State teams. Uh, there are breakdowns and uh, All-State teams, first and second teams, player of the year, coach of the year for every Washington classification on both the girls and the boys' side. 
Todd, our work can be found at scorebooklive.com slash Washington. While we, uh, these past few months, haven't been recording podcasts, we've been devoting our time uh, to uh, providing stories, uh, news, updates, uh, everything in between on the site. Head there. Follow us on uh, social media at SBLiveWA, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. And please leave it here. We're going to be dissecting the boys All-State teams uh, on a separate podcast. So please hit the site uh, if you haven't already and uh, hit subscribe to this podcast for more uh, from across the state of Washington. podcast is brought to you by SB Live Sports, your national hub for high school sports news and information. Subscribe for free wherever you get podcasts. If you do it on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a rating and a review to help us best serve you, the listener. You can find our website at scorebooklive.com slash Washington. There you'll see news, features, highlights, podcasts, and everything in the world of high school sports across this state. As always, a big shout out to our sponsor, Washington Federal. Thanks to Dan Dickow and Todd Millis for bringing the heat every week. This song you're hearing is by the band Woodrow. It's called So Far Away. It's written by James Schroeder, Carl Johnson, and my dad, Matt Bueller. I'm Andy Bueller. We'll be back next week.